Welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse, your beacon for the paranormal. Each week, we will explore a grab bag of different cryptid sightings, hauntings, UFO encounters, and various other true tales that are sure to leave you questioning, what are you willing to believe? On this episode, a scary encounter with a Ouija board, a ghostly photobomb during a selfie, and a haunted playground experience in Ireland. Our first story is from Anonymous, and it includes their experience involving a Ouija board with a questionable sense of humor. I was about 12 years old and my cousin and I found a Ouija board at his grandmother's house. We began playing with it, testing each other to see if one of us was moving the planchette. We had to go to my parents' house, so we decided to smuggle it up to my room. My dad was very uber-Christian and would have flipped his lid if he knew, so we kept it hid and played with it late at night after our parents all went to bed. He and his family were visiting from out of state, so we always stayed up late during their visits catching up. We get the board out and started playing with it. I get the bright idea to ask questions just in our minds so the other person can't hear it. It worked. Emboldened, I get the idea to ask it for the daily pick three number for the next day. It gives us a number, five, eight, seven. We scrape up a dollar and beg my uncle to buy us a ticket. For some reason, he agrees and plays the number. We wait anxiously for the daily drawing. They did it on live TV. The first number pops up. Five. We are overjoyed. The second number comes up. Eight. We really are getting excited. 500 bucks is a lot of money for poor kids like us. One more number. We are already spending it in our minds. The excitement reaches a fever pitch. The last number, six. We are so disappointed. So close. That night, we go back to the Ouija board and tell it that it was off by one number. Its reply, ha ha. Never touched one again. We were mortified and got rid of it. I am still creeped out by Ouija boards to this day. Our next story is also from Anonymous. She shares with us a creepy experience while trying to take a selfie. Hi. I have a lot of paranormal stories, but um, one of the ones that has really stuck with me, uh, really simple. I was living with my parents at the time, and um, they were gone for the day. I had the day off because I was about 18, and I was working at a drugstore at the time, and I decided that I wanted to play around with makeup. And after I played around with the makeup, I wanted to take some selfies to show it off online. And so I went and I stood by this wall and by the wall there was this door that led to a back hallway in my house and granted no one was home but when I went to go open my camera my iPhone recognized a face behind me in the dark empty hallway (laughs) and um, that was pretty terrifying I'm not gonna lie that was a really terrifying experience Our final story is from Owen, all the way from Ireland, with his ghostly playground experience. 
I can count on one hand the number of unexplained things that I have experienced in my 28 years in this life. The strangest of all being an incident that took place when I was about 14 years old. But let me give you a bit of backstory. I attended a 150 year old Christian Brothers Grammar School for boys in Ireland. The school was situated on the edge of one of the steepest hills in my small town and it seemed like it hadn't changed since the 50s or 60s. It was surrounded by a couple of square miles of scattered forest where we used to bunk lessons and hang out in the woods smoking and trying to scare each other with stories of witches and murderers and whatnot that lurked in the forest. There was the one of the blue nun who apparently hung herself somewhere by the old convent that had been abandoned for decades. I was raised in a household where sharing ghost stories of old Ireland was commonplace so I never got too bothered by the stories and it never stopped me from sitting in the woods with my Nintendo while evading a double period class of physical education. I remember the morning it happened clearly. Dad would usually drop me to school before he had to go to work, but this morning both mum and dad were heading off for a week's vacation, but they had to get to the airport for a very early flight so they thought they could hit two birds with one stone and drop me to school on the way. I had to get up earlier than usual and ended up arriving at school an hour earlier than when even the early arrivers would arrive. Classes began at 8.45, but I was there at half six, when the only people in the school grounds were the two caretakers who were probably further up the hill in some of the outbuildings, turning on the heating for the day's lessons. It was the end of the school week on a freezing and dead January morning. I remember feeling a bit on edge on the school grounds, being alone so early. I hugged my parents, said my goodbyes as they drove off and left me sitting on a bench where the bus stop was. I didn't have my Nintendo with me this morning. I remember sitting there, fumbling with my thumbs and picking old bags of sweets from the roof of the bus shelter and being surprised to read that the best before end date was back in the 90s. Best before end dates always fascinated me, still to this day. I remember staring up at my school. It was lit only by the morning moonlight. I remember the silence in the air. There was nothing to be heard. No sound of commuters going to work, no workmen, no wind, rain, nothing. I felt a sudden sense of detachment and unease, so I remember sifting through the breast pocket of my blazer for my phone at the time, probably a Nokia 3310, and trying to play snake or make a ringtone to distract myself from the morning darkness. Suddenly I heard a basketball bounce no more than a foot or two away from me in the playground opposite the bus shelter. Then immediately after I heard hundreds of schoolchildren playing in the yard, whizzing past me laughing, and the sound of footballs and footsteps running everywhere. It sounded like lunchtime, with all the kids out playing but there was nobody to be seen. It lasted for about maybe half a minute and then stopped immediately. I remember running aimlessly around the bus shelter, freaking out and trying to rationalise what I had just witnessed. It has to be the primary school at the bottom of the hill, or maybe it's the wind carrying noise up the hill, I thought. I couldn't figure it out, and the fear got a grip of me. I remember calling mum within seconds of hearing it, and I asked her to come back for me, and I desperately tried to explain what was happening. As I was on the phone, I spotted the caretaker come down the hill and felt a bit more at ease. I said goodbye to mum on the phone again, and tried to stay within view of the caretaker until the buses started to arrive with all the rest of my schoolmates. I was shaken for the rest of the day. I still can't explain what I heard. It was very real. I don't suffer from any illnesses that would make me hear voices, albeit I have a very good imagination, but this was more than imagination. I know what I heard, but to this day I haven't a clue how I heard and almost physically felt as though I was surrounded by hundreds of schoolchildren, but nobody was there. 
Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Mystic Lighthouse. Join me next week for all new stories. And if you have any stories you'd like to share, you can contact me at themysticlighthouse at gmail.com.